This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Good Saturday morning. A golfing Saturday morning. Finally, we've got here Bob Weeks in studio along with Adam Scully. Mark Sacchino is uh, doing a little Viva Las Vegas this weekend, so we're filling in for him. And Mr. Scully, this is, I think, the first time we can say that there are courses open in the Toronto area anyway, and uh, people are out playing golf. Well, it feels like Christmas morning. I'm actually <laughs> wearing a Christmas sweater as a result. I noticed that. It does have Larry David's face on it, but I mean. He's a golfer. He is a golfer. That's right. He would be in my dream foursome, actually. Would he? Larry he would. David? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's been a, a decent week. The uh, Most of the, many of the golf courses are open. I won't say most, but many of them are open. The private clubs, I think a lot of them are still not open yet mm-hmm. in the in the southwestern Ontario area. But uh, the city courses are open. Yeah. You can go and play at uh, Don Valley or Scarlet Woods or Hummer Valley, one of those ones. And we're heading in the right direction. Today's not going to be great, but uh, I see it's into the 20s later this week. Yeah, on uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's supposed to be somewhere between 18 and 23 each of the days. I know Oof. next weekend it's supposed to cool down a little bit. As you said, many of the private golf courses like you know, Weston or Bayview, they're opening either Wednesday or Friday as well. You, you think Donald and that's those uh, some other golf courses like that. So it's just... It's a great time of year for that because, you know, last spring, as we mentioned just before going on the air, it was we didn't have the best of springs last year. That's we, right. We lost a lot of golf due to the cold temperatures or rain. So hopefully now that golf season is here, it stays. Yeah, it's really only it's like a week late. Yeah. Week, 10 days late yeah. uh, for most people. So if we can make that up in, in sunny days, warm days, that'd be great. I will say, looking at the forecast here in front of me, that Saturday evening tonight... There is the chance of some snow flurries. Wow. So I don't think wow. anything's going to stay, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you might uh, you might want to give it a uh, another day or so. Anyway, um, Sunday high at nine, mm-hmm. Monday 13, 15. It's getting up there. We're getting there, folks. So for, for some con- for some context, we actually played golf. You, myself, Mark Sacchino, and and one of my friends, we played golf on Saturday, April 29th last year at Bayview. So that's basically a year uh, basically ago a year ago to the day. Yeah. And and that, that was I remember I was in short sleeves for the full day. That was a bit of a bold move. Move. Yes. Uh, we also lost the match on the, about the 11th hole for the old <laughs> guys, but right. I'm not going to mention anything. Right. Uh, one person in the foursome shot two under, but Uh-oh. we're not going to mention who. Uh, <laughs> apparently, actually, Mark Sacchino shot 69 in Vegas this week. He sent me a text. Very excited. I guess he would be. Yes. He's got the, the M3 in the bag. He said it goes forever. I noticed there was a little bit of a social media yes. push. He showed himself driving off one of the tees yeah. at uh, Mesquite. If you've ever played in Las Vegas, the things about golf in Las Vegas are... A, it's it's kind of expensive. I won't, won't yeah. hide that. Most of the courses, but some of the courses are just stunning. And the one he played, it's actually called Wolf Creek. It's up in Mesquite, so right. it's a bit of a hike out of Vegas. But uh, it is like golfing on the moon. Mm-hmm. It is something else. And uh, he had a little clip of him. I'm sure you can find if you're interested. Yep, I'm guessing he's going to come back with a bit of a sunburn as well because he was wearing a hat on the second day. He wasn't wearing a hat on the first day, so <laughs> might see a bit of a different looking Mark Sacchino when he returns for Golf Talk TV. This <laughs> a little week. extra time in the makeup chair, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Up. I mean, he doesn't need much time in the makeup chair, but <laughs> uh, we got a busy show today. Holy smokes! Do we, we have ever? a lot of stuff? Right, yeah. we're going to cram it into our two hours here. We're going to be with you right through until ten. 
a.m. Uh, Eastern Time. I know there's people listening out on the West Coast as well, in Victoria and Winnipeg and different parts of uh, this co- beautiful country of ours. Hopefully, in fact, I was doing a little research here before we came in uh, and noticing that most of the courses in most of the different parts of the country are already open. Like the courses in Regina are already open. Hmm. They're not open in Toronto. So it's right. um, we're kind of the last part here, although if you go east in Montreal, same hmm. same kind of thing. But... Coming up today, we are going to hear from Adam Hadwin. He is going to be back in action next week at the Wells Fargo and uh, chatting with him on a little break and kind of a post-masters chat a little bit about what he got there now, a couple weeks removed from his experience there. Uh, we're going to talk to Jim Kineski on the uh, Great Lakes Tour, which had its first event this week. That's a uh, burgeoning circuit there and some really good talent and some good scores in that first one. We're also going to have a chat with Michael Breed, who uh, formerly of, of Golf Channel, he's not there anymore, but he is still in lots of different places, and uh, it's actually amazing. He was in town here this week, so I had a chance to chat with him, and uh, you you gave his, his signature line. Let's do this! <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty energetic guy, that's for sure. Uh, so that's coming up on today's show, but of course, we always start off with some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. This would be just about the perfect time to go to Myrtle Beach. This I didn't just plan a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, big news this week. Let's see, we got Tiger Woods is committed to Wells Fargo and the Players' Championship. I don't think it was any surprise. Yeah. That he was going to play at uh, the players, but uh, Wells Fargo is an additional one. He has not played that tournament for a number of years, so good to see him back out. Yeah, very good to see him out. I'm looking forward to seeing what the golf course is going to be like at Quail Hollow. We saw the PGA Championship last year. It played, you know, rather difficult. It was it was different than we've seen in the past. I'm guessing it won't be to that extreme, I would presume, uh, but it'll be interesting to see Tiger out playing, um, and we'll see what kind of you know what what uh, what shape his, his his swing is in. You know, we saw, you know, as Mark and I and we discussed last week on television, um, are these shorter golf courses where you don't have to rely on the driver so much? Is that is he going to rely on that same sort of game plan with more two irons and three woods? That's going to be something to see. Uh, it's it's I'm interested to see who's going to show up. Is it going to be the guy who played at Valspar and yeah. Bay Hill, or is it going to be the guy who showed up at the Masters? Mm-hmm. Because I honestly don't think there's. A huge difference in the game plans you put in place. It's just one guy played well that, uh, and then one yep. guy didn't play well, right? And and one guy made the putts, and one guy didn't make as many putts at the Masters. Obviously, the pressure at Augusta was through the roof to be the favorite and be the whatever he was, the 89th ranked golfer at the time. Uh, he's up to 91 right now, but I mean, he's he's had a good year thus far, obviously with three top 12 finishes. So uh, he is he moves the needle of golf, and it's great to see him playing back to back weeks again too. Mm. Um, and as we've discussed before as well, it, it, it appears, knock on wood, that his back is no longer an issue. Right. Which is, which is just great for the game. And, and it's good to see him building strength. Uh, as, uh, and as he says, he just needs more reps on the golf course. <laughs> more time in between the ropes. Ex- exactly. Stuff. I think he's obviously had a few weeks to practice at home, so hopefully he's uh, fixed up whatever was ailing him at Augusta National. Speaking of bad backs, Jack Nicklaus yeah. with some interesting news came out this week and admitted that he uh, a couple of years ago underwent stem cell treatment on his back. Uh, he said he has basically been in pain since he was 20 with, oh. his, with his bad back. Now, you know, this is something he's dealt with. He's played through it. He said he only had to withdraw twice during his career because of the bad back. But this is the same kind of treatment, I'm assuming. Um, uh, it's a bit of an assumption here. I think that... that uh, 
um, that Graham Dillette has gone through. Mm -hmm. So they basically take stem cells, uh, they do a liposuction around your waist, take some stem cells out of there, harvest them, and then inject them into his back. And he said that the, he had, a, in, I think, eight, eight or nine different places in his back. And this is, he did this over in Germany. And he predicts, he said, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor by any means, but uh, he thinks that this is going to be the wave of the future, the stem cell therapy and treatments for different, different parts. But I, loved, he, I did like what he said about the fact that basically every golfer has a bad back. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, it's, it's such a game where if you're basically hammering a piece of steel into the ground 300 times a day, it's going to hurt your back at some point, right? And you look at some of the younger guys on tour, or guys who are, I guess, maybe not so much younger guys, like a Jason Day, for example. His back, he has bad weeks, he has good weeks. Uh, Rory McIlroy, I remember complaining when he was a little younger that he had a bad back. Obviously, Tiger Woods has the bad back. Hopefully, we see Graham Dillette in a couple of weeks, the Players' Championship. Who knows what his health is like? Uh, we had the update from you, what, three or four weeks ago. So hopefully, we see him back. But it, it's it's something that it's, it's such a game where it, you, you put so much... Uh, strain on your back that that's what's going to happen yeah exactly i um uh, i remember richard zokel years ago he was playing at a u.s open one time and he was stretching his back a little bit and he said uh on this tour advils are like vitamins for 40 year olds <laughs> <laughs> everyone's popping them and trying to keep their back at uh, at yeah. rest or something anyway oh, man. uh u.s open qualifier there is a canadian u.s open qualifier it started last year it was held at beacon hall and we got noticed that this week it's going to move to Weston, my home course. There you go. So I'm going to tee it up, and you yep. caddy for me, just Perfect. like Marcus Aquino was going to do. Yeah. You don't mind finishing last, do you? No. There's uh, no money we'll, for that. Yeah, well, we'll get the tour bag out. Uh, we'll get the paparazzi. There might be a <laughs> lot of them. The cameras will be uh, clicking in your backswing. Uh, but but a great track for Weston. Like, it's it's great for Weston to good see. Good move for Weston, yeah. So it's basically, I gather, a, a result of the, uh, the, the, the late spring. Beacon had a little trouble with conditioning, so yeah. they moved it to Weston. Uh, the U.S. Open qualifier goes May 7th. I believe it's full, so I mm -hmm. think everyone's going there, and that's a local qualifier, so the, the guys who uh, make it out of that will move on to the sectional qualifying. It's a, it's a long road to hoe to try and get there, but good for Weston. It, it's great for Weston. It's great for golf in Canada to have this the second year of this opportunity, to, to have people, you know, if you or myself wore a 1.1 handy, yeah, we could go try. And and like Mark Sakina was going to try last year before uh, some some back issues <laughs> held him back for that. Uh, but you know, it's it's just a great thing for the growth of the game. So they had just over 9,000 people sign up for the U.S. That's Open crazy. all over. 253 of those were from Canada. Wow. Well, or Canadian addresses. So a guy okay. like David Hearn would probably use his Florida address. Yeah. He wouldn't be counted in there. Mm -hmm. uh, but 253, I think it's the most from any other country outside of the That's United fantastic. States. That's fantastic. So we'll see how many move on. We've always There's always been a few that try to that usually make it through and yep. get, get up there. Uh, Stacy Lewis is uh, with child. There you She's going to be pregnant. She's not going to be pregnant. She is pregnant. <laughs> And she's going to curtail her playing as the uh, summer goes on. And good, good for KPMG, which is her number one sponsor. They've said they're going to pay her her full uh, commitment sponsorship, hmm. even when she goes off uh, to have a baby. And I think that's a pretty good move by KPMG. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know it's great, great for Stacy Lewis. She obviously had a pretty uh, great win last year after after some tragic events in Houston. But um, you know it's awesome. Uh, for her, and going forward, I'm sure she's uh, and her family are both very excited. Yeah, cool stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and interesting business news this week. The uh, Callaway released its first quarter sales. They were up 41% to $403 million in the first quarter of this year. Wow. So that is huge. And interesting that uh, Jim Cramer, who's that crazy guy who uh, yells and stuff with uh, stock news, he actually says that uh, the golf stocks right now 
our goodbye. He, and he actually pointed to Callaway into a Kushnet. Really? Interesting. That, that's, that's, and you wonder, obviously the golf television ratings are up significantly, and that's probably a lot because of some guy named Tiger Woods. Right. You wonder if it's, I mean, obviously Tiger is not a Callaway guy, but no. you wonder if that's part of the reason maybe? Well, he said that and also good management. And I think, you know, perhaps what's happened is after this this downturn that we had for a while, yeah. the equipment companies have kind of turned things around and, and found out how to be either make less clubs or make them less expensive or whatever. Mm. But the management uh, aspect is one that he highlighted. So and uh, obviously Callaway uh, had some number. pretty good sales. So mm. that's that's good for them. That's a very big number. All right. When we come back, we're going to uh, dig into a little bit of uh, what's going on in the PGA Tour because yeah. we have an interesting week with the we team ever. competition and the walk-up music and uh, some gators and uh, <laughs> and some slapping going on. There's all sorts of stuff to talk about. So we'll get into that when Golf Talk Canada continues. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and TwistFace Technology. Experience straight distance from TwistFace only in the new 2018 M3 and M4 drivers. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks and Adam Scully in studio. Mark Sacchino is off. He is uh, doing a little Viva Las Vegas and uh, he's becoming a road warrior again. He had a little yes. respite here back at home, and then he's going to be going off. I think this one's just all fun social games. It's all silliness, isn't it? He's not working I, I No, no. Although we may never see him again if he's in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> that's so there's true. That. But it, uh, it, it is all fun and games. Yeah. That's right. Well, good for him. He deserves yep. a week off. He does. And I hope he's enjoying himself. Uh, mm. Now, down in New Orleans, they are playing the Zurich Classic, uh, which has always been a popular event, mm-hmm. primarily because the food there is spectacular oh, yeah. on the golf course. My goodness, it is something else. But uh, last year, they moved to the team format to try and find a little niche in between Masters and U.S. Open and players are kind of surrounded a little bit. So this is a good move. It's been uber popular with uh, with the players and, I mean, some of the teams and things that they've come up with is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I just love watching it. Yeah, it's it's certainly different. Um, watching on Thursday, so Thursday was the four ball or, or best ball, if you will. Uh, we saw a lot of low scores. And then on Friday, the, uh, the uh, alternate shot, uh, wind was up a little bit. Didn't see too many low scores, I believe, Kuchar and... Uh, and Bubba Watson had the low score at five under par. That's where it goes back to the discussion back at like the President's Cup or Ryder Cup. Whose golf ball do you use? What sort of calculations do you have to use off that? So you look at guys, you know, who have either played together before or use the same golf ball. Typically, in most, in some cases, they would do better. But then you look at guys, you know, like a Jordan Spieth and Ryan Palmer who just imploded down the stretch to miss the Boy, cut. Boy, finished double double to miss the cut. Uh, it was pretty ugly out there. But you're right, uh, Bubba Watson, Matt Kuchar. Five under par, spectacular round, and they have a little, um, a neat little they do. Uh, celebration thing, which we're going to get into a little bit later in your winners weird and what as well. But uh, let's let's hear from Bubba Watson and Matt Kuchar. Much fun to play. No, we made a double bogey on a hole. I was there. Yeah, that was definitely Matt's fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, you know what? 
it, it was funny. Our format, thinking about this, when we think about this, the way we play golf, both of us play golf, uh, we thought that this format was better for us. Um, obviously, we can make birdies, and yesterday sucked. But, um, you know, we thought that this is going to be our best format just because we can um, – we thought we could keep it under control and, and keep the ball in play. You guys are two guys that when you play your normal game, you don't ever worry about a cut. Not the turn today, you guys needed to worry about the cut. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awfully disappointing. I, I was uh, excited when Bubba called me over Christmas to uh, join him in playing this and figured it was going to be a, a really good team. Uh, I figured we'd be tough to beat. And then after yesterday's four under, that, that was pretty disappointing. We had a lot of ground to make up. And uh, I felt like our... Uh, our odd and even decision as to who, who teed off which hole it was just really good fits for all the holes for us and uh, we were able to play some really solid quality golf today. I was thinking as I was watching you guys play out there that this is a foursome that I might see again in September. All four of you in the same group and there was a lot of camaraderie between the two groups today. Don't know if that would be necessarily the case then. Well you know last time we played overseas, um, gosh, Glenn Eagles? We had a same matchup. We had, it was us against Henrik and Rose, and uh, they beat us. We sh we were nine under through 15, and we lost. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, after yesterday, we felt that same thing. Um, so no, it's it's obviously we we gel good together. It's fun playing with Matt. So um, yeah, hopefully we can make the team, and I would love to be arguing to to partner with him. All right, what's going on with the slaps? Who wants to answer this? Whose idea was it? Everybody's got something, some sort of handshake, some sort of you know fist bump, some sort of tap on the, the hiney, and I figured uh, this is a good opportunity for me to slap Bub in the face. I figured everybody wants to do that, and I talked him into it. Yeah, for sure. And at the end of the day, I want a bruise, because that means we're doing really good. <laughs> Keep it going, guys. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Tap on the hiney. Oh, oh, oh my Cooch. Gosh, Matt. Cooch is a brilliant one. He is something else. There's a lot of people uh, who don't know Cooch don't realize what a sense of humor he has because he looks like this straight guy. But boy, in fact, there's a story on, I read it somewhere yesterday about uh, the, the King of the Needle. Yep. He's really good, but uh, they played well. They sure did play well. And one story on Cooch at the pres at the President's Cup last year, uh, it was just after they had won, so there might have been some something flowing in their systems at that point. But Coocher, uh, so the, the the entire American, or probably sixty percent of the American team was up by the podium, and the the uh, the woman who was coordinating the comp uh, press conference wasn't there yet. So Cooch started fielding questions and asking questions to the other players, That's and, right. and it, was, it was pretty funny. But they are playing some great golf. Uh, as we'll get into a little later in Winners Weird and What this this uh, face slap celebration. Uh, it wouldn't be the first way I'd go with some sort of celebration, <laughs> yeah, but, right. uh, you know, whatever floats your boat. They were five under yesterday. As Bubba said, they sucked and shot four under in basketball. Double ball. bogey. Yeah, which, which is, that's, that's bold. Crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. We should point out that Michael Kim and Andrew Putnam are the, yes. are, are the guys who are actually leading the tournament. They're at 13 under. Mm -hmm. uh, close on their heels, Kevin Kisner and Scott Brown. Chad Campbell, Matt Jones are 11, along with uh, Nate Lashley, Lashley and Rob Oppenheim, but um, Kisner and Brown, of course, have great credentials here. So let's uh, let's hear from them. You know, Kev, I thought uh, this alternate shot, you had it set up pretty good. You're hitting the even number holes, and Scott was on the odd and hit a lot of par three irons. He's right. a good iron player. Yep. You, you're a straight driver. I mean, you guys have a good – you hit the same golf ball too, right? Uh, we don't hit the same golf ball, so he has to do the little calculation. Oh. He played mine, but, uh, you know, he's the par three assassin, so he, he gets three opportunities out there. And, you know, on that last hole, I was glad I wasn't hitting it. Yeah, so same company, different golf ball. I got it. So, Scott, what's the future hold for you guys this weekend? Uh, hopefully we just give ourselves a shot going into Sunday, you know, and um, 
go from there. Um, I still think tomorrow is going to be kind of a shootout day, so we'll probably have to shoot something low. And then alternate shots always one of those things, you know, if you can both click at the same time and get some putts to go in, you never know what can happen. All right, Kev, walk up music. You guys uh, decided what, what, what do you got going tomorrow? We're going with Migo Slippery, so a little rap music for everybody to jam to before we rip it off the first. <laughs> yes, they are doing a little bit of walk-up music. Uh, finally. Finally. Now, there was a sort of a confusion because they had a long list of all the people who had their walk-up music, but they're only playing it on starting today. Yeah, which wasn't the most clear thing ever, but uh, it'll be fun to watch today. Um, you wonder if some guys will you know, pump the crowd up like we've seen at past uh, Ryder Cups with Bubba Watson and Ian Poulter, to name a few. Uh, but it's going to be a fun weekend to watch some of these pairings. Uh, for a couple for me, the Patricks, Patrick Reed, Patrick Cantlay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed's first appearance since uh, wearing the green jacket. They've been pretty solid through two days. And the Ryder Cup duo, Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson. Yeah, they, uh, they've played well so far. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I, I'm disappointed that uh, Mackenzie Hughes and Corey Connors didn't yeah. make the cup because they were going to play uh, big league mm-hmm. as a tribute to the folks out in Humboldt. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, they will not uh, be moving on. And uh, neither will Ben Silverman, who was partnered, um, brain cramp here, Matt Atkins. And they were going to play Enter Sandman. That oh, was, uh, that was it. And I thought maybe that was a tribute because that's what they used to play when the Leafs came on the ice. And I know Ben Silverman's a Leaf oh. fan, but he said it was one of the songs that his coach actually used to put on his headphones when he was practicing to try and get them pumped up. Interesting. But uh, we won't hear those. But we will. And the other one we're going to miss which I thought was going to be the best one, was uh, uh, who was Harold Varner, Varner was playing? Harold Varner and Robert Garrigus, and they were going to play Ebony and Ivory, <laughs> which I thought was Just absolutely brilliant. That's awesome. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, well, a guy who is not playing but will be playing next mm. the next couple of weeks as well, uh, Adam Hadwin uh, is back home in Phoenix, Arizona, yep. and um, looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Mm. He's... Uh, He's a big-time player now, so he only chooses the big-time events, yes. I guess. Yes, he's, and he's trending in the right direction for sure. He is indeed. All right, we're going to hear from Adam Hadman when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by TaylorMade and TwistFace Technology. Experience straight distance from TwistFace, only in the new 2018 M3 and M4 drivers. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino is off playing a little golf in Vegas. Good for him because the uh, it's chilly golf weather here in the GTA, southwestern Ontario. Hope wherever you're listening from, the, the weather is either warm or going to be warm very soon. Mm-hmm. Adam Scully alongside here. And, uh, Adam, we're going to hear from um, another Adam, Adam Hadwin, in, uh, in a couple man. of minutes. And so far this year, pretty good. 12 events played, yep. six top 25s, three top 10s. 
He has, is 41st in the FedEx Cup standing, and he's made $1.2 million. So all in all, not a bad season. As we mentioned uh, in the last segment, he's really becoming one of the one of the top-notch players in the world. A lot of great consistency. Uh, he had a, he had a very good showing at the Masters, starting with a, a really excellent first round, and he playing with the eventual champion, uh, Patrick Reed. Um, his putter is... is Probably, I would say, the strength of his game. And if his putter is on, he's—I mean, he's—he's he's one of the best players uh, in the world. So it'll be uh, great to see him back on uh, on tour next week and in the following weeks after. His last uh, five events: tied for sixth, tied for ninth, tied for twelfth, tied for seventeenth, and at the Masters, tied for twenty-fourth. He uh, withdrew from one event uh, recently. No injury reasons. Just uh, didn't, there was no reason to actually give it. He just it was no no problems. But I had a chance to chat with him this week and catch up and uh, find out where he's going, what he's doing. And so here is my chat with Adam Hadwin. And here is Adam Hadwin uh, in Phoenix taking a little break, well-deserved break. And um, Adam, we haven't had a chance to talk to you uh, since the Masters. We talked to you right after, and you gave us some some feedback on that. But why don't we start by a few weeks now removed, looking back at your performance at Augusta and, and what you take away from that. I was pleased with it. Uh, I thought I uh, did a pretty good job each and every day battling through the rounds. Obviously, um, I had uh, a lot of a lot of good moments. Uh, through rounds uh, two through four, uh, just a few too many mistakes here and there. Uh, played really well the first day. Uh, you know, I just kind of started poorly on the first hole and ended poorly on the 18th, other than those two holes. Um, I played two through 17 pretty well. <laughs> yeah, those two holes kind of got a lot of people, I think, uh, here and there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about this, um, that you sort of moved up in class this year, and you, your expectations of yourself are probably a little higher as well, right? Yeah, you know, I didn't think that they could get any higher um, <laughs> even when I when I got out on tour. But yeah, certainly, um, you know, the more that you uh, the more that you play well in these bigger events and sort of uh, you know prove to yourself that you can compete against the best in the world, the more that you expect to do it on a on a weekly basis. And um, you know, I find that it's it's difficult sometimes to manage those expectations certainly you have to just kind of take a step back and um you can't be thinking you know i i should be doing this it's more about let's go earn it and and prove yourself so uh i i I do believe that i can compete with the best in the world i feel like um i've played enough of events now uh with them in the field that and and had good finishes so uh, it's there it's just a matter of uh getting the job done at this point when you're on a week off like you are now, what, what's, what does the week consist of in terms of practice? How much time are you spending and how much are you committing to each part of your game? It, it certainly is weather dependent. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> that I was in Phoenix warming up now. It's, 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 we're almost nearing triple digits. So, um, you know, I, I my whole focus when I when I practice on the off weeks is, is I want to do as much work as possible and as little time as possible. So, um, I want to make sure that I'm rested, my body's rested, you know, I'm mentally prepared to go back out into, uh, uh, into tournament golf. So I just, I get to the golf course. Um, I, I just sort of nail in the fundamentals. That's really big for me on the off weeks, um, you know, set up posture alignment. Uh, that's kind of through the bag as well into the short game putting and, um, just kind of nail down the, uh, kind of the specifics of all of it, you know, work on the putting stroke. Uh, I use the putting arc every day. Um, I want to see a lot of putts go in, so I work on a lot of 
you know, five feet and in. Um, I'd rather see putts go in than keep hitting 10, 12 footers that are good putts that don't go in. So, you know, do that. Um, spend a lot of time on the basics of the short game, really easy chip shots and, and pitch shots to, to nail those in. And then same thing with the swing. Just make sure everything's in a good position. All the fundamentals are sound and um, a lot of technical work in the off weeks. And then as I get closer to tournament week and, and moving into tournament week, it's more about hitting golf shots and, and playing golf and um, just kind of feeling my feeling it around. You mentioned something to me during one of the rounds at, at the Masters this year where you said that you were struggling a little bit off the tee and it was basically just all about ball position. Do you think the average golfer kind of overlooks the fundamentals and maybe looking for sort of some secret fix to their game? But, I mean, it seems like you are, are talking a lot about just the very basics and making sure that those are correct as a starting point. Yeah, I think, you know, certainly when you get to to our position, um, you know, when we play golf so much, we play golf for a living, and, um, you know, we've, we've built a swing over these years that fit us and we know what we're doing. Um, it usually just comes down to, you know, that ball might be a little bit too far back or my shoulders are a little bit too open or, or something as silly as that, and it ends up kind of throwing off our entire feel. But, um it's the perfect place to start. I mean, if you, if you, you can always work off of good fundamentals. You can't, um, you know, there, there might be a, a multitude of things going on in the golf swing. Um, but if you fix the fundamentals and get lined up properly, typically that'll sort of iron out some of the other issues going on. Uh, this week in New Orleans, I know you're not playing, but uh, they're using walk-up music. Would you ever consider thinking about what, what song you would pick to be your, walk-up song if that ever opportunity ever came. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, uh, you know, I, I think there's there's what going to be, what, 50 teams that unfortunately pick the song that don't get to use it or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. um, it, uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. I think it's great. We'll see, uh, we'll see how it uh, plays out. Um, you know, I, I've read a lot about it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what uh, what route I'd go with. Uh, it probably depends on who I had as a partner. Whether we went uh, serious, whether we went sort of comical or or something like that. I I like the choice of, of Justin Thomas and Bud Colley with the uh, the Lion King reference. Um, <laughs> I also I I, I think uh, Harold and and Robert Garrigus stole the show though with Ebony and Ivory. I think that's uh, I think that's perfect. <laughs> That's right. Um, those kind of weeks are fun, aren't they? When you kind of get off the, the, the beaten format, the regular format, the weekend, the week out, whether you're playing President's Cup or, or different things where you get to change it up a little bit. Even something like Phoenix where, uh, where you have waste management and all the craziness going on there. Do you, do you kind of look forward to those as a bit of a break in the regular routine? You know, it, it is fun. You're right. I mean, it is nice to do something different. I, I really enjoyed the match play this year, kind of switched up a little bit and, um, it's uh you know I, I it's something that i've looked at these last few years about going to play zurich and um teaming up and you know i had a lot of fun at world cup with david a couple of years ago and then obviously president's cup at the end of last year but um it is fun it's different it's just kind of a change of pace um from the normal um you know i guess monday through wednesday really doesn't stay, stay uh change much but um it's, uh, it can always be nice for to have a little change of pace. You've got uh, three more majors coming up. Have you looked ahead at that at all? Have you sought out any information about the courses, about what you know, about what you're going to expect? 
Um, I haven't looked too much into the golf courses. I'm, I'm uh, you know, obviously trying to get over to Carnoustie is a little bit difficult, but um, <laughs> I, I'm looking at trying to make a jump up to New York to see Shinnecock beforehand. And um, so uh, I'm looking forward to it, obviously. Um, you know, any chance to, to play a major is a, is a good one. And having, you know, having the experience now of, of playing majors and, um, especially having one British Open under my belt now, uh, knowing a little bit more what to expect. Obviously, we play different courses every year, but um, just having a little bit better idea uh, of what to expect and maybe how to how to ch- play a golf course uh, like that, uh, I think will help immensely. Um, so I think I'm better prepared uh, going into this year's British and um, certainly better prepared going into, you know, U.S. Open and, and PGA as well. Uh, I can't let you go without uh, asking about uh, if you've been watching the playoffs and on your connection or not in them, but uh, have you kept an eye on that, or are you just all in on the Jays right now? Uh, no, I've kept an eye. Um, I've watched a, I watched a few games here and there. I watch more of the highlights and um, keep track of the series. I've got you know some friends some, on some other teams, or I shouldn't say friends, acquaintances and stuff that I've run across. And um, So it, it's been fun. Um, I know it's really exciting. The, the city of Toronto right now is, is buzzing, and um, I think they've had a big game tonight. So, yeah. um, Three big games uh, tonight. Yeah. Leafs, Leafs uh, Raptors, and TFC. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, the Jays. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> no, I'm kind of keeping an eye on, on all the sports teams, obviously, and, and uh, um, checking it out and, and watching highlights and, and uh, sitting down on the couch every once in a while watching the game. So, uh, it's, a, it's a good time to be a sports fan right now, that's for sure. Good stuff. Uh, we'll let you go, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the on the tour in the next couple of weeks. Perfect. Thanks, Bob. There is Adam Hadwin. Of course, we were chatting a little bit uh, earlier in the week on Wednesday when they had that big flurry of Toronto games. It um, didn't really go <laughs> all that well for <laughs> for three of the four teams anyway. It was a sort of a slippery night uh, out there. It, it certainly was, but you know, looking at um, looking at Hadwin's tournaments this year, he's just been remarkably consistent to be 41, as we mentioned before, on the FedEx Cup, uh, $1.2 million. Um, you know, great finish to the career builder challenge. Had a real chance to win at T3 before John Rahm uh, won a playoff there. Obviously, the great showing, or pretty good, pretty good showing at the at the match play as well. That was um, was fun to watch him there. Uh, beat DJ, had a chance to, uh, but just missed out in the um, to make out to the uh, knockout round, if you will. Um, and then obviously, you know, Genesis the, in Mexico, Valspar. So four top 12 finishes already for Hadwin this year. Pretty good, pretty good season, as you mentioned. Um, and uh, I think more expected of him. And as yeah. I mentioned in that interview, you Which know, great. he's expecting more of himself. So that's, that's always a good way to be. All right, coming up in the next segment, we are going to um, take a little deep dive into Mr. Scully's recent fitting. Uh-huh. You were up at TaylorMade this week getting a new driver. We're going to talk... Uh, about a couple of other items going on with uh, TaylorMade and how you can win some golf balls. If you need a little ammo, Mm -hmm. stay tuned for that. Jim Kanaski from the Great Lakes Tour. They had their first event this week out at Hidden Lake. I'm sure it was a cool start to the (laughs) the season. We'll get an update on that. And a little bit after that, we'll uh, chat with Michael Breed, formerly of the Golf Channel, who was in town speaking to some golf professionals here. All that more coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Scully and Weeks in studio here this week. Um, Mark Zacchino is off playing golf somewhere. Should we tell him where? We've already told him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Viva Las Vegas. He's already shot under par this week as well. Viva. He's kind of like Elvis, like a mini Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> you could wear him around your neck, but I, I think he would have a good. I think he would be a good guy to go to Vegas with. I think he'd be a great guy to go to Vegas. Yeah. With. I've never been to Vegas. You've never been to Vegas? No, oh boy, no. Maybe we, we should do a there. Golf Talk Canada on location from Vegas. <laughs> we could do that maybe for the for the Vegas uh, tournament in the fall. Yes, it, we'll it'd be live at five a.m. Pacific time, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be unique for sure. The Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, How about that? They're rocking it. They aren't are they? so much fun to watch. The playoffs are in Seven full nothing. speed. <laughs> that was a big win the other night. And uh, I, I'm trying to use this as a little segue because oh. before we get to uh, your fitting session, I wanted to uh, mention there are some big hockey fans, and we talked to Adam Hadwin about that. There's some big hockey fans on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest ones is Brant Snedeker, yep. who is a huge uh, Nashville fan. Of course, that's where he lives. And so last night he was playing in the, in the team competition. Uh, they didn't do so well, so he was flying home. And he saw. He was watching the game, obviously, on the plane because uh, there was a. There was. I don't know if you saw the the awful, awful play where Ryan Ellis of Nashville. Yeah, fell that was. Oh, and he got the skate in yeah. the face. So and they carted him off, and there's lots of blood and everything. And so Snedeker tweets this out: "Flying home and just saw the Ryan Ellis play. I hope and pray it wasn't as bad as it looked. I'm hoping for the best." And. About uh, 15 minutes later, he goes, here's the next tweet. And, of course, he's back on the ice. <laughs> I would be in the hospital for the foreseeable future. These guys are different. Glad he is semi-okay. Ryan Ellis came out. He had big stitched right up the face, yeah. and he's back playing. Oh, I don't know how you did. Oh, like, like that skate, it was fully cut his cheek. That was, that was gruesome. This is from a guy, Brant Snedeker, who broke a rib sneezing one time. So <laughs> That takes a lot of talent to do that. Yeah. Exactly, wow. exactly. Uh, so this segment, we are going to do a couple of things. First of all, I want to get to the fact that it is 20 Weeks of TaylorMade yes. is underway on uh, yes. Golf Talk Canada Radio and Golf Talk Canada Television. This week, we are giving away, we're giving away, I think it's $15,000 worth of stuff. Is that what it is? $20,000? I believe it's twenty. Yeah, $20,000 worth of stuff you can win. Plus, that, I mean, that includes the, uh, the Moto Caddy. I mean, yep. it's unbelievable mm. that you can, what you can win. And all you have to do is go to the Golf Talk Canada YouTube page and hit mm-hmm. subscribe, and then you are automatically entered. And every week we give away prizes. And Adam, tell them what they can win this week. Well, this week, Bob, they can win six dozen TP5 golf balls. Six dozen. Wow. That's well, enough for three golf seasons for some. <laughs> Maybe for six games for some. I was going to say enough for three golf games for some guys. Yeah, but, but that is, it's it's the it's the ball that's changed the ball. It's it's. You know, one of the you know it's it's the best ball on tour. So have a chance to to win. Just subscribe to our YouTube channel. I had a chance last fall, late well, actually December, winter last year, to go down to uh, right. the ball factory where they were making them and testing them and showing how they actually put them together. It's really cool. And this will be something that we'll be seeing on Golf Talk Canada TV maybe in a few weeks. That's right. Uh, we've got some some big shows coming up. We're going to do a Players Championship hour long preview show and post game show and post game show from the the fifth major down at mm-hmm. uh, Ponte Vedra, Florida. Mm-hmm. 
And see, now you could lose six dozen golf balls on the 17th hole. You could. You could lose a lot of golf balls. I would think, I wonder how much I'd be shaking on that hole the first time playing it. So I understand there's, I gotta, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to guess. I'm going to get this number right while you are uh, telling us about your experience. Because there, there is a number of how many balls they lose in that pond. And I'll look it up here while we're talking. But That's um, what I did want to point out is that you got fit this week I for did. a new driver. You yes. went to the TaylorMade uh, headquarters in mm-hmm. um, beautiful Vaughan, Ontario. Yes. And just roughly tell me about, like, how do, how do they do it? What did they do? Yeah, so, so it, was, it, was a, it was a great experience. First of all, thanks, uh, thanks to Nick for helping uh, set that up with myself and, and my dad. Rick got, also got fit for a new, a new driver. Uh, thanks to Andrew for helping, uh, helping, or for fitting me, I should say. And, and they've really uh, added some more, uh, some more uh, sw- uh, gizmo or technology to this. Sorry, if I could speak wow. English language, that'd be strong. Um, <laughs> So, so they attach these sort of nodes to you, uh, and so you can watch yourself in 3D. You take a couple swings. You basically, but but they've they've um, they've they've uh, they've added more to it this time. So you sort of put on a vest almost that has all these. Oh, is that like the K vest thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah and and then they um, they put the uh, some some uh, some nodes on your on your club head as well, your uh, your shoes, your hat, and then you can sort of you can watch yourself in 3D, and then they they look at your swing and say, you know, hey, this is what you're doing. Um, you know, maybe you try to adjust this, or you can see for yourself. Hey, you know, I'm I'm taking it inside. I'm taking it over the top, and then from there they help uh, they help fit a driver for you. So, uh, I got fit into the M4. Okay, which I'm very excited about. That's the one that's a little less adjustable. Yes, a little less adjustable. A, a little less adjustable. Um, it goes farther. For for me, I went a little farther. But the big thing that I am most excited about is uh, is my misses. Um, they were a lot straighter with the twist face. A lot straighter with the twist face, which wow. was pretty cool. Both high off the toe, low off the heel. Um, and what I was most excited about, I'm someone, I've got a bit of a quick tempo in my swing. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to swing slowly. I don't know how to, I, I'm not really a pauser at the top. Um, so so they fit me in this pretty heavy shaft. And Andrew, who fit me, said, uh, you know, like, go after a couple here. So I went after a couple. Um, with some recoil, as my friend Tiger Woods would do, <laughs> and uh, I got my ball speed up to 168. Wow! And uh, it was That's 307 crazy. carry, so that was. Uh, That's... If I can do that every time. That's pretty good. You know, I'm not going to guarantee U.S. Open qualifier next year, but who knows. <laughs> maybe maybe as a six handicap, I can Ian Poulter my way in. Well, that's pretty good. That's I mean, it's an amazing experience now when you go when you think of getting fit for a golf club compared to what it used to be like and to what it is yeah. now. There's so much technology and so many things that they can just dial in and get it right down. You know, there's lots of talk, obviously, about how long the golf ball goes, but when you have clubs that are fit to you perfectly, that's obviously a, a consideration as well. Yeah, it, it was a blast to do. And, um, you know, there's, there's just so many different shaft and, and loft options. And, and we were doing, we, we, we hit a couple shots and, you know, look at the spin rate or look at the launch and, you know, knock down a degree or go to a heavier shaft or and uh you know it, it was nice to feel like a touring professional for a day and uh, i'm looking forward to having it in the bag i'm looking forward to hopefully having it in the bag uh for uh opening weekend at bayview next weekend and uh hopefully can hit uh, two or three more fairways uh, in a round that's always always good to hit it yes. in the fairways. so i looked up that number okay how many golf balls do you think go in to the water at number 17 during the course of a year uh, I'm going to guess something, and it's probably going to be way off. I'm going to say 412. No, no, like not just the tournament. I'm talking about the entire the, year. 
Just on the 17th hole? Just on the 17th is, is, is hole. It, is it way higher? It's like... Like 3,000? Higher. Really? <laughs> Estimated number of golf balls, according to the player's website, that go into the water every year on the 17th hole, 100,000 golf balls. What? 100,000 golf balls. There's a diver who goes in and pulls them all up. So there's a little oh, sign on the wow. on the tee. It says, I think you're only supposed to hit three shots or something. And then you go over and drop it in the drop area. But there's obviously people who are hitting a lot more. But they pull out 100,000 golf balls a year out of that pond. Wow. Now you know why they make so many golf balls. Wow. That <laughs> Isn't is that crazy? unbelievable. Well, thankfully, oh. on the 17th, you don't have to use your driver. Your driver would go straight anyway, so you wouldn't have exactly. to worry about that. You know, it would go old, way farther. The old knockdown driver. The it's old... only a pitching wedge or a nine iron yep. on that hole. But yep. anyway. The wind blows. You never know. All right. Well, uh, coming up after the break, we're going to talk to uh, Jim Kaneski, who's going to give us an update on some guys you know how to play on the Great Lakes Tour. We'll hear from Jim right after this. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks along with Adam Scully in studio. And um, despite the fact that the weather has not been all that cooperative for golfing so far this season in the greater Toronto area, uh, we have had the first event on the Great Lakes Tour. Yeah. It's a uh, great little circuit that uh, plays pretty far and wide around here. I'm looking down the list. They've got Belleville. They've got Port Severn. Uh, they're up in Barrie, and some good golf being played as well by some notable players, players that you would have heard of mm-hmm. um, from over the years, either as top amateurs or as uh, burgeoning professionals. And here to give us a little update on the first event of the year is Jim Kaneski. And Jim, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well. Yourself? Doing well. Doing well. I'm just waiting for it to warm up just a little <laughs> bit more. Oh. I think we got lucky this week. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Actually, you did. Have, you had a good day for it, didn't you? We did. We did. It was cool to start, but uh, cleared up and was quite nice by the end of the day. So. so this is the GLT shootout. This is a regular season event number one on the list, and uh, you played out at Hidden Lake. Give us a little uh, details as to what happened. Well, before the tournament even started, uh, on the Friday before, so this is less than a week, we had a meeting at Hidden Lake, and the superintendent and myself and the general manager and the head professional were overlooking the golf course and it was 80% covered in snow and ice. So we were concerned if there was even going to be an event, but the superintendent assured us the course would be ready to go. And wow. I give 100% credit to Todd and his staff there at uh, on, the, on the crew. They, they prepared that course. God, you wouldn't even have known. He wouldn't even have known the, how bad of a start we had this year to the, to the spring. So, uh, kudos to them but uh 
No, it was a great day, great start. I think uh, the, the players were very impressed with um, primarily the depth of the field. I mean, you just you look down that list of the guys, and uh, they're all eager to get going. Now, now, Jim, it looks like uh, Gord Burns was your winner, or he, he was your winner, I should say, at six under par. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Sutton, uh, on, on the website here, it looks like he won second playoff hole with a hole-in-one. Can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Wow. Yes. Uh, the <laughs> Got a little overshadowed by uh, Mr. Burns, but the way the way the, this tournament works is first, first, first place, um, the first four places, they get a portion of their season paid for in entry fees, so... Oh. Gordy Burns ended up winning about $3,000 of value in entry fees this year. And second place um, gets about $1,800 value and then 900 for third and then a little bit for fourth. And we have to break a tie for each one of those places. Mm. So we had a, a, a playoff for second and third place or second place between Mitch Sutton and Branson Ferrier, um, both very solid players, very good players, and uh, after pars on the first hole, Mitch had the honor on number two, flagged it right into the cup. <laughs> hole in one, and Branson still had the hit. And he gets up and hits it right at the flag. And we thought, oh, my goodness. I actually wasn't there. I, I had to. I was in the clubhouse. I had Colin and uh, our one of our officials out there with, with the playoff. And they're texting me going, you won't believe this. <laughs> and Branson, I'm going... And then Branson, obviously, he hits it, flags it, and uh, he ended up being about five feet away. Um, I guess when it was in the air, they thought we could have had halves and going to the third hole on hole-in-ones. But, no, Mitch got the hole-in-one, and uh, he got he got second place and was a little bit overshadowed by, by Gordy Burns, but he had uh, he was in the first group of the day, and it really wasn't an advantage for him because it was cold. Uh, wind chills were hovering around zero, and... Jeez breezy uh, and he went out and shot 30 on the front nine players were coming up you know in the groups behind them three four groups behind him going is he playing on this planet um maybe you have to have him pee in the cup after <laughs> he, he bogeyed number three and he missed a short birdie putt on nine and we're going he could have been 28 very easily <laughs> wow well, well, Jim, I, I got to ask. I mean, uh, did did Branson have someone uh, tend a flag for him uh, on, on the attempt? I mean, we saw a couple, we saw years ago Jonathan Bird walk off a PGA Tour event with a hole in one. But I mean, uh, did Branson have anyone uh, tend the flag for him? And do, do you think he even thought about that? Well, it was a short shorter hole. I, I'm going to say it was probably playing about 130 yards because wow. we had because of the rain on Wednesday, we had to move the tee deck up a little bit right. and. Uh, it was a very accessible hole, but I mean, you never expect to see a hole in one, <laughs> especially when you're back to back. It's pretty shot to high. Yeah, yeah, back to back. We've actually had that I, at, at my course at Weston. We actually had guys make back to back hole in ones. That's amazing. It wasn't in a match, unfortunately. It would have been good to you know get a half yeah. out of it, but we, we have had it happen. But uh, no rest though for uh, the Great Lakes Tour players because you guys are right back at it this week, correct? We are uh, May first down at uh, Tarandawa. Uh, another. You know, great facility down there. Well, I mean, one of our toughest tracks of the year, but one that always brings out the best players. And and uh, there's lots on the line. There's lots on the line for them. So if these you know players are not wanting to go down there, uh, they're going to miss a lot of points towards our season-long order of merit. And uh, lots lots at stake down there. It's a it's a busy year. I mean, the calendar here, as I was mentioning off the top, is full of events right through. 
the, the well, right through the golf season, you've got a fall event in, in, in October, but and some great golf courses to play as well. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a, a growing and, and pretty happy spot. And, and as you mentioned, the depth of, of players on this tournament, uh, on this league, this uh, tour right now is pretty impressive as well. Uh, it certainly is. I mean, just seeing our normal top players coming back with the likes of Stefan Dubois and Brendan Leonard, Mitch Sutton, Branson's playing. But then you're picking up uh, some of the McKenzie Tour players, Michael Gligic. He's always been a longtime supporter of our tour. And, and, and now, you know, seeing Lucas Kim playing, who had web.com status last year, he had an injury over the winter and, and decided to, you know, get back going with us this year. And, uh, yeah, the list just goes. There's so many guys that could go. I mean, you look at parity on the PGA Tour with anybody could win on any given week, and the same on the web.com Tour and the European Tour and even the McKenzie Tour and Latino America Tour. It's the same on the Great Lakes Tour and the Vancouver Golf Tour and, and, and the Circuit Canada Pro Tour in Quebec. There's just so many good players that are so close to making it to that next level. And me, myself, and Colin and, and our crew, we get to watch these players every week, and it's, it's a joy to watch them. Well, it's a great tour. It's uh, it, it certainly is a great starting ground for a lot of players and, and a great place for some of the current great players to come out and play. Uh, Jim, thanks for joining us. We'll check in with you as the season develops and uh, and see how you're doing. Yes, thank you. And we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, thanks, sounds good. That's right, Jim Kaneski you. from the uh, Great Lakes Tour. Uh, when we come back on Golf Talk Canada, we're going to hear from... Uh, Let's do this! Michael Breed. That's coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks along with you with Adam Scully, producer Adam Scully in studio. Uh, we have another, taking right to the top of the hour, of course. This is our... Uh, mm-hmm. Our extra hour of, yeah. of stuff, of lots fun. of stuff, excitement, fun, golf. Because it's uh, it's you, there are some people playing. I just saw noticed a picture of uh, golf course architect Ian Andrew teeing off at Bayview or no at uh, Brantford Golf and Country Club. Nice. His, so they're opening up there. There's a few courses opening up. I know all the City of Toronto courses are open mm-hmm. up. I think the uh, municipal courses down the Hamilton Way are open now. So. Lots of golf to be played. Not everyone's open yet. No. Namely my course and your course. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, patience. Patience, everybody. Uh, This week in town, Michael Breed was was by in Toronto to have a chat with some golf professionals, uh, mostly Titleist staff golf professionals, and and inspiring them to become better at their task of teaching and being golf professionals and also just becoming uh, better people overall. Mm -hmm. He's uh, an interesting guy, Michael Breed. Have you... Ever had a chance to? No, I haven't had a chance to meet him. I I, I used to love watching a show, Golf Fix. Um, the Golf Fix, uh, just a for his energy because he's obviously a very energetic and positive human being, glass half full kind of guy. 
but a lot of great insight into the golf swing. A lot of really interesting drills uh, using like hula hoops and and pool noodles and that sort of thing that were just really cool. He's super super smart when it comes to the to the golf swing. He knows all sorts of stuff. He really very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was also sort of t- talking to these golf professionals about their job. But it really, and I sort of started this conversation this way, talked to him about, um, about how that transfers over to the bigger picture, to, to your life in general. And here's my conversation with Michael Breed. Michael Breed, welcome to Toronto. It's uh, great to have you here. And uh, you've just given a wonderful presentation to a room full of golf professionals out here. But I think your presentation probably could have been to anybody out there because it's about more than just teaching golf or being a golf professional. It's really about kind of life, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think, particularly as a golf professional, you're a coach. You're a life coach. You're helping people overcome certain things. They, they have doubts. They're going to have thresholds that they have to go through. And when they get to that threshold, maybe it's breaking 80, Maybe it's break, breaking par, maybe it's breaking 100 or winning a club championship or whatever. But they come to these thresholds in their life. And how do they overcome the threshold? Well, if they have poor self-talk, they're never going to go through it. And then when they don't go through it, now they hold on to the defeat. And they don't know how to use the defeat for the victory, right? You listen to what Rory McIlroy said after the Masters in 2010, I think it was, right? And he hits the shot on, on the back nine into the, into the cabin space. Basically. And he said, I wasn't prepared. And then U.S. Open, boom, he goes out and he wins by eight or whatever. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in we have to help, we have to coach minds. And it just so happens that a lot of the stuff that we talk about is really a, a life thing, not necessarily golf thing. How, how much do you actually coach these days yourself? Do you actually Are you actually teaching people or are you doing more of this, what we're seeing today? So in a face-to-face uh, thing, I'm, I'm coaching two days a week. Um, I'm coaching uh, online all the time. I'm coaching on the radio every morning, at, you know, on Sirius XM from 8 to 10. So I'm coaching. So I do a lot of coaching, but actually, like, helping somebody get the club into a better position and all that, I do that two days a week. Okay. Now, we, of course, we, we knew you for many times from Golf Channel. You yeah. just let me know, I guess, the secret is why you're not back at Golf Channel. You're not traveling as much anymore. You get to spend time at home. Was it a career choice? Absolutely. It was a life choice. What I wanted to do was, you know, for a decade, I've been getting on a plane every single Sunday night and flying down to, to Florida, and, and I loved it, and I love it, and I love Golf Channel for what they've done for me and, and what they allowed me to do. I, I just didn't want to, it wasn't worth my sacrifice. And I'm an old father. I've got a, uh, a five and six year old and I'm about to be 56 years old. And you know, for somebody that at some point, I wasn't sure whether I was going to have kids. And now to have kids, I'm not going to miss out on it. And so, you know, fortunately we're at a time now where the technology allows that I can do the same thing in a different platform and reach more people um, and be home. And so, that's and obviously with the help of Titleist and Footjoy and Golf Pride and Microsoft and About Golf and all these different, I've been able to do it. Um, yeah, give us a little rundown. I know you're doing SiriusXM Radio. You're doing uh, digital coaching, I think, with Golf Digest. I mean, give me a little rundown of where I can find Michael. Breed. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm in more places now. So, uh, Golf Digest. I'm their chief digital instructor. So, um, basically, 
I'll go home tomorrow and I'll do a, a, a Facebook Live with Golf Digest, a half an hour thing. I'll also be writing stuff for, for the magazine every single month. So I'll be doing that. Um, and then I'm also joining Fox. So I'm going to be a part of their USGA properties and doing all that. We'll also be doing some second screen initiatives, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm also doing the stuff with Sirius XM. So every single uh, Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 in the morning, you can find me on Sirius XM. And then I've got the, the show that I'm doing myself, which is um, on a new breed. It's a new breed of golf on michaelbreed.com, which you can also catch on, on Facebook at Michael Breed Golf. There's instructional stuff that we're, that we're doing there. So we, we've got a ton of content uh, coming out and uh, in a variety of different of different locations. Technology is wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> Thank God for it. Isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing. That's great. Yeah. Um, just, just to kind of wind this up a little bit, do you ever get, do you ever have a bad day because you've got so much positivity in your in yourself that comes out and, and it's enthusiastic, it's catching, it's obviously uh, infective here because it obviously reaches a lot of other people. There's a buzz in this room here right now, but do you ever have a bad day? I don't. Um, and I, you know, my dad died of Alzheimer's, and um, I have his influence, my mother's influence have obviously very been very big for me, but when I watched him go through the things that he went through, and I've watched other people that were close to me, my aunt died at 56 um, when I was 26 or 7 years of age. Um, and I, I, I figured out a long time ago that all of it's a choice. There are things that come into your life that happen to you. Maybe you get a flat tire or you get in a car accident or you get a speeding ticket or whatever, right? And, and you go, I'm just having one of those days. Well, what I do in my, in my motivational speaking stuff is I ask people, do you think you're going to have a bad day between this day and your last day on earth? And the answer is, yeah. Well, when you have that day, don't be upset about it because you knew you were going to get it. My whole thing is this. If I'm fortunate enough on my deathbed to have my faculties about my mind and I'm thinking about or reflecting on my life, what I won't reflect upon is that I wished I'd had more bad days. What I would wish is I would have more good days more days speaking to really smart people with the PGA of Canada or having more days with my dad or having more days with my, my children or my wife. And what I realized was that was how I wanted my life to be. I don't want to then go back and go, I wish I'd had more good days. I have a limited number of days. If I told you you had four days left, would you spend those four days in a bad mood or, okay, I'm going to be in a good mood? Well, maybe you have four days. Maybe you have 400 days, maybe you have 4,000, whatever. But you have a finite, there's a finite number of days. We're not here for three million years. And so for me, I never, I never have a bad day. I'm always looking at how can I be encouraging, not just to other people, but to me. How can I be empowering to, not just to other people, but to me. And so that's, that's how I live my life. And that's why I'm the mayor of positive town. <laughs> that's great. It's a good place to be. Uh, Michael, always good to see you. Thank you for your time. It's great to see you, Bob. Congratulations on all your success, Tim. Thank you. And there's Michael Breed. He is, as you tell, as you heard, a pretty positive guy. He's kind of like Tony Robbins. I mean, I don't know about you, but after listening to that interview, I want to go for a three-hour-long workout. Like, <laughs> that is the most motivational. Wow, that was amazing. He was really good. He got, yeah. you know, he got all these golf professionals in the room, and he talked to them a little bit about how they can be better. Yeah. He and it wasn't a one-way talk. You know, he, it was back and forth. Mm -hmm. They 
they taught him some certain things, and he taught them. He, he pulled out quotes from everyone from Yoda to Gandhi. <laughs> it was it was a very inspiring thing, and, and it was about golf, as I said in there, but it was also about life. And and I think I can tell you, those people walked out of that room pretty on uh, pretty high energy. Well, that's 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 really cool, and and you know, obviously, life and and golf, you know, come together in so many different ways. And, you know, some of the lessons you learn on the golf course can be applied to every different facet of life. So it's great to see Michael Bree doing well, and, and uh, we'll be seeing him on TV a lot, it looks like, in the summer when, with the, the USGA event. He's a super smart guy when it comes to the golf swing. He uh, was an assistant pro at Augusta National <laughs> yep. we're talking about. He's got his own, uh, his own range or his own school now mm-hmm. up in New York where he spends most of his time. All right, when we come back, it's time for the most popular part of the show. It's time for Winners, Weird, and What? That's when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It is the 28th of April. Golf courses are open mm-hmm. in most parts of southwestern Ontario. Some of the uh, private clubs still hanging on a little bit to make sure they get complete yep. um, winter recovery. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is, hopefully, if you're golfing out there today, stay warm. It's not going to be the, uh, the best of days out there. Single digits, right? Yeah, I think a uh, high of eight or something. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's getting better. It's going to be, get better in the week, folks. I guarantee it's going to be better. It's, it's eight degrees right now, a little bit of drizzle, possibility of some uh, some snow flurries overnight. <laughs> this doesn't sound like golf season. We're in such a good mood, Bob. I know. I'm sorry. I'm breaking <laughs> you down here. Yeah, it's only going to get to a high of uh, 8 this afternoon. So you might want to wait a little bit. Um, Sunday, high of 9. Yep. But it gets better. It gets and then better. Tuesday, 23. Hmm. Although now I'm looking at this forecast here, and it says it's only going to get to 15. Ooh. That's not good. Ooh. That's not good. Oh, sources here. Well, let's distract you yeah, let's, from the weather let's. right now. And uh, we'll go on to the most popular part of the show. It's winners, weird, and... And what? And Adam, I have the tea. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. My winners this week, I noticed I put an Plural. S on that. Yes, wow. my winners this week are the five courses that make up the City of Toronto Municipal Golf Courses. And these these courses are real gems in our city. Dentonia Park, Don Valley, Humber Valley, Scarlet Woods, and Tam O'Shanter. And uh, virtually, we can't see you, obviously, but hands up all those who have played those courses at some point in their career, or one of them, exactly. And I think uh, there's been a lot of talk. There's actually a study being done for the city of Toronto as to whether these golf courses are worth it, whether they should continue with them. They've been lo- they lost a little. They used to make all kinds of money for the city of Toronto. I guess the last couple of years they've lost some money when you uh, put in things like overhead and all those kind of uh, bottom-line budget things. 
But they're a great resource for people who want to play golf for seniors, for mm-hmm. juniors. It's relatively inexpensive compared to other parts of the city. Maybe we should jack the prices up a little <laughs> bit. But uh, I just think that that those courses, which are all open this week, opened up, uh, I think, Monday or Tuesday this week, Wednesday maybe, um, are just fantastic resources. And I don't, I don't think we should isolate them. I think we should treat them like we treat swimming pools and arenas and not worry so much about the bottom line and worry more about what they provide to the citizens of Toronto. Absolutely, and and for, for golfers who are new to the game, to go out and, and, you know, who cares what you shoot? You know, just go out and have fun. Hit the ball and, you know, hit that one shot that'll, that'll bring you back the next time, that'll get you excited that, hey, I got this in the air, or, hey, I hit this 150 yards or 200 yards, or I made a birdie or a par, just something that'll help bring you back, and that's what these golf courses are, are great for. That's right, exactly. So congratulations, have a good season, mm-hmm. everyone there. That's where I got my start in the golf business. I worked at Scarlet Woods in the back shop there for three for uh, three summers, and, uh, and I have a soft spot for those mm. courses. All right, my weird this week takes us down to Australia. Oh, here, and- we <laughs> here we go. Here we go. It evolves around where three friends who, let's say, had a few drinks, went out to play, and, you know, when you think about that, a couple of drinks out in the golf course, what could really possibly go wrong? Well, Absolutely nothing. Well, one of the guys, uh, Matthew Mackay, who is 31, he decided he wasn't going to uh, conform to the etiquette of the golf course. In fact, oh. he started recklessly causing some serious injury and damage. He was apparently on the on the greens. He would step on his golf ball and punch it through the uh, the, green, the grass, push it down oh. into the ground. Oh. He was driving off the course uh, in different spots and places where he oh. shouldn't be driving. And the two buddies who were playing with him said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, let's let's not deface the green. Let's let's." Let's take it a little easier. This this all took place, by the way, at the Broadfoot Golf Course in Melbourne, Australia. So Mackay, I guess, got a little PO'd. He left the course. He went out to his car. He got a knife. And he came back, and he got into a knife fight. And he struck one of his buddies so severely in the thigh that he punctured a major artery, causing an injury so severe that this guy had to be airlifted to a hospital. And the quote from a judge, because this was just in, uh, just in court... He almost lost three liters of blood and was minutes away from death. So this guy, uh, Simon Mudd, described Mackay. Simon Mudd is the guy who got injured. He described him as his best mate, and the two had been friends since they were five years old. Anyway, this guy has been charged with recklessly causing serious injury and assault with a weapon. Oh, my God. What? what? You you find, the stories you find for your weird spot are just, wow. That's a little little too serious. I mean, listen, you don't... Don't have to get too upset about that. No, stuff. but yeah, it's golf. That's, oh, wow. It's golf, folks. Wow, that's crazy. My what this week is, uh, what a great response when Sergio Garcia mm. was asked this week about, in the press conference ahead of the New Orleans uh, Classic, Zurich Classic of New Orleans, excuse me, have, as he watched the video of him making the 13 on the 15th hole at the Masters, his response was, why would I? Like, if you trip and hit your head against a rock, would you like to see it over and over? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perfect. Brilliant. It's pretty brilliant when you think about it. I mean, I wouldn't want to watch he's, it. He's had a pretty good sense of humor around the whole thing. I mean, you know, right after uh, he made the third, or I guess maybe an hour after he made the 13, speaking to the media after, he said, you know, it's the first time I've made a 13. I didn't miss a shot. So there's that. And then obviously this line, you know, obviously, you know, it might not be in the best form right now, but, you know, Sergio's having some fun with it, and that's a good thing. He's able to smile at it, and I, I would say that's not always the case. It yeah. hadn't always been the case. He's, Absolutely. Uh, he's really kind of changed, uh, changed his stripes. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Scully, you have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, Bob, my winner this week is Brad Fritch. You might wonder ah. why. Why Fritchie. is he my winner this week? Well, it goes back to a, a response he had on Twitter. So earlier this week, 
Uh, Tiger Woods tweeted out, break over, time to get back to work at Wells Fargo in the Players' Championship. See you out there. Brad Fritz responds, for the record, I have committed to the Wells Fargo Monday qualifier. <laughs> that's just perfect. That, that's a great sense of humor. That's perfect. And who knows? Maybe we'll see them playing together on Sunday. Who he's knows? a uh, he's a good good man, Brad Fritz. And, he, and like Sergio, we were talking about having a sense of humor. He's got a great sense of humor. He's got a great sense of humor. And, and uh, it, it'd be great to see his game uh, elevate uh, once uh, again. My weird this week, we mentioned this a little earlier in the show. The celebration with Matt Kuchar and Bubba Watson. We've seen some things in the past with Cooch, with Tiger Woods, with uh, with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air high five, where they would sort of lean back. The Presidents Cup uh, was in 2012. Um, we saw the Presidents Cup a couple years ago uh, in Korea. Phil Mickelson and Zach Johnson with the handshakes uh, after after making some uh, some birdies. Bubba and Cooch are slapping each other in the face, <laughs> like. How do you come up with this stuff? Like fist pump, maybe high five, low five, whatever. But a slap in the face, touch on the hiney was what uh, Coop yeah. said earlier. Like, I, like after the show, are we going to slap each other on the face and say, "Hey, you know, Bob, good show." Like, I think we should do that. We we should make that a weekly thing. Yeah. Or on TV, have you and Mark just, we'll just slap each other? Bang. Yeah, yeah, bang. <laughs> that's a, that, that's it a, certainly is a different kind of celebration. That's for sure. It's very different. But I mean, hey, you know, I applaud them for their creativity. Bubba had the great line too. He said uh, he he hopes that he has a bruise by the end of the week because that means. Made, I've made a lot of birdies. Yeah, well, and, and, and just before that, Cooch had the line, anytime you can slap Bubba in the face is a good thing. So, <laughs> uh, Some tough love, I guess, for, for Team Cooch and, uh, and Bubba, but I'm sure they'll be in it uh, in contention uh, come on Sunday this week. Uh, my what this week, uh, Justin Rose. Uh, what, what are you thinking here? So hits a ball into the water on, on Thursday. It's, it's about half submerged in the water, just uh, just outside uh, outside the grass where that where the water hazard begins. I'm only saying, what are you doing? Because he elected to play the shot, so he stripped down, off go the pants, off go the socks, boxers or briefs. The big question, of course. Uh, but uh, so he hits the shot, hits a pretty good shot to 40 feet. But the what are you doing? Later in the broadcast, they they showed so many shots of gators, whether they were on the fairways, on you know, just in the water, like. I mean, Rosie, who knows? There could have been a gator pretty close. There, you know? was, there was an incident earlier. I don't know if you saw it where uh, uh, they were trying to get some of the gators into the water. Right? Yeah, and yeah. And, and, Taylor, and Taylor Gooch had to take a drop because the one gator wouldn't leave where the area where his ball was in the bunker. It wouldn't move. And on Thursday as well, they actually chased a gator off a fairway <laughs> with a golf cart. It was like, it, it's, you know, it's a bit of a dangerous game, Rosie. But, uh, I mean, uh, he, was, he had some fun with it on Instagram. Um, tweeting out a split screen of of him with his pants off and Henrik Stenson when he went uh, shirt, pants, and socks yeah, off. Yeah, he was right down to the skivvies, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was right down to the skivvies. That uh, was in the 2000, in a 2009 uh, WGC so I if you, I wonder if when he's getting dressed in the morning, you think, I better not wear the white tidy whities because I might have to take my pants off. I think the next time you interview Justin, Bob, I think that should be question number one. I mean, it, it might be the U.S. Open press conference, but, you know, hey, Justin, uh, wondering what your uh, attire is uh, below the slacks. But he had, he had the blue uh, tight boxers on, right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did a whole thing on Sports Center. I was doing the highlight pack, whether uh, boxers or briefs. So that was that was the big question. Uh, <laughs> and there was one work. shot, too, where uh, Henrik Stenson yeah. was trying to... Cr- Tell, tell the camera to kind of go away. No, 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 nothing to see here. Nothing and he, see. and he's another guy who's got one of the best sense of humor, uh, sense of humor on the golf course. He does have a great sense well. of humor. He's a wonderful guy out mm-hmm. there. Uh, the uh, of course the Zurich Classic in New Orleans is uh, underway. Actually, I just got a text alert that uh, David Hearn is on the course. There you go. And I don't know what his walk-up music was today. I asked him earlier this week. Uh-oh. 
uh, he's playing with Seamus Power, who's an Irish guy. And I uh, said, have you picked it out? He said he was going to let Seamus pick it out because he was he was the one who invited David. I don't know if you knew how David yep. got he invited. Right? He actually put his name out on Twitter, said he was available, has a good record at the golf course. And Seamus Power said, okay, you're in. But uh, I suggested something like uh, some great big C or something because it sort of has that Irish Canadian yeah, mix. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, th- that that'd be. Uh, I'm trying to think of another song. Dropkick Murphys or that'd be that'd be even better. Could be. But uh, you know, let's hope that David can get off to a, you know a good start. He's been very solid at the in, in New Orleans over his career. A couple of top twenty finishes. So that's let's, right. Let's see if they can make a, a move. Uh, and it's best ball today as well. If I'm it not is mistaken, best ball, so. right? There's uh, mm-hmm. and there's some you know there's a lot of we we pointed out how uh, Corey Connors and. And uh, Mackenzie Hughes were playing together. There's a lot of, of countrymen yep. that are grouped. Obviously, the Americans are all grouped, but there's a lot of countrymen. Gray McDowell and Ian Poulter. Yes. Um, well, they're not actually countrymen. They're different countries. How about Chris Paisley and Tommy Fleetwood? That's a little bit different. And we got Russell Knox and Martin Laird, the uh, Scottish connection. Uh, Ryan Ruffles and Jason Day, mm-hmm. the Australian mm-hmm. connection. Shane Lowry and Padraig Harrington. There you go. There's but but having said that, maybe the McDowell Poulter. If McDowell's game sort of elevates to the level we've seen before, maybe that could be a Ryder Cup pairing this, uh, this September, could be. October. Could be, yeah. GMAC's got to play some great golf, and Poulter's got to maintain what he's doing. But. Yeah, that was a little mistake there. I just saw their, I looked at their flags quickly. I didn't yeah. make the mistake, but we got an Englishman and a Northern <laughs> Irishman. But uh, anyway, all right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to wrap things up here on Golf Talk Canada. We're going to take a look at the leaderboards, including a closer look at this leaderboard here mm-hmm. at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, where, they, as, I, as I mentioned, they are underway. we got golf going on uh, in China. We got golf going on on the LPGA tour and the web.com tour, all sorts of stuff to discuss, to look at, to break down and tell you where things are going. And we're also going to have a little look at uh, leading up to the players championship. I'm going to give you some numbers. We mentioned Ooh. how many golf balls have gone into the water at the annually get into the water on the 17th. We'll look at some of the other numbers associated with that famed hold all that and more when we come back on golf talk, Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks and producer Adam Scully filling in for Mark Sacchino. And there's lots of golf to get to, lots of golf. In fact, it's already started. It's well underway on the PGA Tour in Nolens. Uh, where I just, as I mentioned, David Hearn is playing with Seamus Power. They're off at the top of that leaderboard. Uh, Michael Kim and Andrew Putnam have a 13-under score total through the first two rounds. One alternate shot, one better ball. I guess one foursomes, one mm-hmm. four ball is really mm-hmm. what we should say. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kisner, Scott Brown are at 12-under. Chad Campbell and Matt Jones at 11 alongside Nate Lashley and Rob Oppenheim. We go down. The list a little bit to see Graham and his partner Seamus Power there at six under par, currently tied for 26th spot. And missing the cut was the duo of Corey Connors and Mackenzie Hughes and Ben Silverman and his partner Matt Atkins also missed the cut. On the European Tour, the Volvo China Open, Adrian Otagui and Matt Wallace, your co-leaders through three rounds at 12 uh, under par. Canadian Richard T. Lee is uh, is a Nine shots off the pace. Uh, Austin Connolly, who had a good showing last week, T13, he missed the cut on four. 
unfortunately. On to the LPGA Tour, the Mediheal Championship out in California. Jessica Corda, your 36-hole leader, 9 under par. Brooke Henderson, uh, T39 right now. And uh, Elena Sharp also made the cut. Yeah, she's, she was uh, raving about that because she's missed a couple in a row now. Modemi um, LeBlanc and AC Tange, however, did get the weekend off on the Web.com Tour. They are playing the United Leasing and Finance Championship in Newburgh, Indiana, and your leader is Maverick McNeely. I'd, I'd love to have that name, Maverick Maverick. McNeely. Maverick's the name Maverick of my, Weeks. Maverick's the name of my dog, actually. Oh, I won't there you tell go. Maverick McNeely that, but Maverick McNeely has uh, he's at seven under. There is a two-way tie for second. Chris Thompson and Ethan Tracy. We go down the list a little bit. Sean Harlington is at one under par. This must be a tough golf course because there's a lot of over par scores mm-hmm. on this uh, golf course. Top Canadian. Uh, well, I mentioned Sean Harlington. There, Ryan Yip is also in the mix at three over par. He's tied for 54th, missing the cut on the weekend. Roger Sloan and. Adam Svensson and Albin Choi. And speaking of uh, Albin, um, he grew up uh, in the area of that horrible tragedy on on Monday, and he actually um, uh, posted a photo where he was put, um, on all of his golf balls. He put the hashtag Toronto Strong. That's pretty cool. Uh, so, so he and I, I went to high school with Albin, so he lives or he grew up literally around the corner from there. So I saw Joey Votto had yeah. his golf shoe right. Yeah. The name of the the police officer mm-hmm. who uh, arrested the the guy. All right. Yeah. Just to close up, we're, we're just a couple of weeks away from the Players' Championship. Yeah. And when you think of that, you cannot help but think of the par 3 17th hole. Absolutely. It's one of the craziest, most uh, exciting stadiums, I guess, in golf. It's When they put the stuff around it, uh, it's just like it's nuts. It's sort of like waste management mm-hmm. 2.0. And, you know, the hole was actually built in error almost. They, they removed too much dirt. It wasn't oh. supposed to be a complete island, but they built way too much dirt. And Pete Dye, who was constructing it, said, no, you know what? This might go. Let's 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 go with this. So they've they've you know they refined it a little bit here and there. Uh, it's not quite an island. Everyone calls it an island green, but it's not quite an island because there is a ramp that goes to it. So you got to get onto it, obviously. Uh, but there's been all sorts of crazy stuff that's gone on over the years. So what do you think the highest score ever recorded on that hole is? Oh wow! In play, in tournament play, in not ter- in, yeah, in, yeah, in regular play. If you and I are going out to no, um, ooh, the highest. 11? 12. Close. Wow. Okay. Close. Highest score was a 12. Bob Tway, 2005. He was seven under. He was four shots off the lead. He got to that um, hole on the third round, and he dropped four balls into the water before he three-putted for a 12. Wow. He was in 10th place before he played the hole. After that, he was tied for 56th. Wow. Can you imagine that? Well, we saw a couple of years ago, um, Sergio, he rinsed two on Sunday, I believe, on 17, and then another one on 18. That's right. I think that was the year Tiger won in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it, it's it's a wild hole, obviously, you know, just over 130 yards. Um, shouldn't be that much of a challenge yardage-wise for the PGA Tour players, but the wind's up, the pressure's up. Yeah. Who knows? Exactly. Uh, we know... Tiger Woods' famous putt, speaking of Tiger Woods. Better than most. Better than most. Gary Koch had. Yep. How long do you think that putt was? Oh, okay. So that so it was a front pin. He was from the back. I'm going to guess 57 feet. Very good. Boy, you're good. Good. It's 60 feet. Really? It's 60 oh, wow. That, and, it, and I don't know how long it took. That's what they should have had, how many seconds it took. Yeah. It took a while, didn't it? Kind yeah. Of over the hump and rolled down. 
It would have taken, what, 15, maybe about 15 seconds, 12? Like that, yeah. Yeah. All right, since 2003, the week of the players, how many golf balls do you think the pros have lost? We mentioned earlier that there's 100,000 balls that go in that water every year. <laughs> Annually, which is amazing. But just during the tournament, since since 2003, how many do you think have gone in the water? In tournament play, uh, 400. 553. Boy, you're doing well on this. Wow, thank you. You're pretty close. Yeah. 553. That's wow. That's gone. I've, I've made it. Some, wow, that's uh, that, that's a lot of balls. Yeah. Now, this one's a little dated because it's so. It, it, the number I pulled up here was only from 2016, okay. but how many aces were made on that hole? I think this is a little bit more of this because Sergio obviously is not. Sergio had one, and um, oh, another guy with an interesting golf swing a couple of years ago had one with a yellow golf ball. I can't that's think right. of his name. Um, how many aces from 03 to 2016? Is that the question? Yeah. Uh, seven. Bang. Boom! Can you see this? Are you looking at my screen? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Brad Fable, Brian Clark, Fred Couples. By the way, when Fred Couples Ready. made a hole-in-one in 1997 on that hole, that was his very first hole-in-one of any way, shape, kind, or form. Can you believe that? He'd never That's had a unbelievable. Never had a That's crazy. Joey Sindelar, 99, Paul Azinger, Miguel Angel Jimenez, and Will Wilcox. Will Wilcox. That's who I was thinking of. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, then there was always, of course, the great uh, Seagull story in 98 yep. when uh, Steve Lowry's ball went in there. Mm-hmm. And there was, so this, this is an interesting one. Golf Magazine wanted to see how non-pros fared. So they went in a February day in 2011, sat on the hole for the day. 66 out of 136 uh, players hit a ball in the water. And 107 balls ended up in the water. And about two-thirds of those players found the water again from the drop zone. That that's amazing and of course every year uh, a lot of the players have their caddies uh, tee up a ball that's right uh, on the Wednesday and uh, some of them obviously are pretty good some of them don't quite get it airborne some of them maybe hit one off the hosel a little bit they actually do what they do is all the players come by and they put a little money in a in a jar and the guy who gets it closest actually gets to keep, take, keep all go. the money. And there's some good prize somebody put a watch in there one year like a real expensive <laughs> watch and uh, anyway um they're all the four Canadians last year all teed off at the same time. For that, once that's, that's fantastic. Always fun. That's look. That's looking ahead. In a couple of weeks, we'll be uh, down there to to uh, yep. tape Golf Talk Canada. We'll be recording it from the. Usually we do it from the 18th fairway. I was going to I was going to say from in your scuba de- in your scuba gear in the water on 17th. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back for Golf Talk Canada Television this week. Mark Skeeno will be back from Vegas. He'll be back in this seat next week to uh, to host, and uh, we'll be uh, looking to see uh, how his trip yes, to Vegas how was. How he was. Uh, you're not golfing today. I'm not but, golfing today. This, this time next week. Saturday okay. at about 11.20, I'll be right. the golf course. I hope everybody who's listening, whether you're playing today or you're playing before we talk to you again on Golf Talk Canada TV or radio, I hope you hit it long and straight. Have a great week, folks. We'll look forward to seeing you soon. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca.